Welcome to the Art of Unraveling podcast. My name is Erin McGuire, and I'm an empowerment coach and guide here to empower you into feeling completely worthy of a business and life that you love. This podcast is the place to learn how to unravel anything keeping you from that abundant, beautiful life that you so deserve. Nothing is off limits here as we navigate life through psychology, science, and spirit. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Art of Unraveling podcast. So today's podcast is inspired by a couple people I've talked to this week. One of them was a client, another was a friend. And the client that came to me, she was having a lot of anxiety coming up and When she was talking about what was bringing up that anxiety, one of the main things was that she felt like she was still struggling with her son moving out of the house. So he graduated from high school, moved out, and she just even talking about it was bringing tears to her eyes. And she said to me, you know, that was like six months ago. I should be over this by now. And it was so profound, like in that moment for me to hear that because we all do that. We we all kind of push ourselves to be over something because we think it's supposed to be over in a certain amount of time. We're supposed to stop feeling about it within a certain amount of time. And we get kind of down on ourselves when we are not processed through whatever it is that we're working on in the moment, right? And, you know, I can attest to this. I have been working on my mom issues for years and have definitely went through a lot of moments of, I should be over this by now, seriously. But I think there's something really powerful in what I told her as well is that, you know, we have to be willing to be okay that like, what if we're never over it? Like that's deep grief. And a lot of times when it comes to grief, we don't really think about it in terms of like a child moving out of our house. We think of it more in terms of losing a loved one uh, when a person actually dies. But there's so many other ways we have to go through grief, you know, losing a job or like your child moving out that you've raised for 18 years of your life and their life, and you're biologically connected to, that's grief. And that may be something that, you know, you grieve on and off for the rest of your life. And that's what scares people. They don't want to hear, they don't want to admit that, like, what if this happens every once in a while? What if every once in a while I get tears in my eyes and I feel down for a little bit because I miss my kid or because I still am dealing with my mom stuff. A coach recently said to me, what if you just accepted that you might always, there might always be a part of you that doesn't feel good enough, you know, because that as if you've listened to a lot of the podcasts, you've heard me talk like that's one of my core wounds is not feeling good enough because of how I was raised, right? We talk a lot in here about trauma, about psychology, about how we pick up patterns and programs from our parents. And that was really profound to me because there is a part of me, as I believe there is a part of my client as well, that is always striving to be better, right? That's always 
trying to get somewhere. And and that is really beautiful. In fact, one of my strongest needs in the six human needs is growth. And like that will always be something that I need. I always need to grow. I love personal growth and development. It can be, there's a dark side to that too, right? To always wanting to grow, always wanting to be better. So we have to make sure that we're not in a codependent relationship with that, that we're not doing it from a place of not enough, right? That I'm not good enough. So I need to keep getting more and more and more and more information to make me better. That is something I have to be very careful of. But on the flip side of that, I'm very aware that for myself, that is one of my highest needs. I love learning about it. I love talking about it. Obviously, I love sharing it. I love teaching it. It's literally kind of what I eat, sleep, and breathe. And I love helping people grow and become better as well and release the things that aren't serving them anymore. So we want to, there is a part for some of us who are these kind of high achievers, little bit perfectionism going on or a lot perfectionism going on that we can get really caught up in being somewhere other than where we are, right? I will be happy when I'm no longer crying about my son moving out. I'll be happy when I am X, Y, Z successful in my business. I'll be happy when I've written my book, whatever the case may be, right? There's nothing wrong with having goals and intentions. But when it comes to your emotional being, it's not compassionate towards yourself to say, I should be over this by now. I shouldn't feel this way anymore. It also came up probably about a year ago in a therapy session I was doing with a therapist where I was grieving my mom. The little little girl, my inner child, was really grieving not having her mom there. And I got so frustrated. I was like, are you like when I kind of came out of that session with the therapist, I was talking to her and I said, I am so frustrated. Why am I still grieving this? Like this has been 40 years, you know, of this being my reality. Why is this still an issue? And she really just was like, you know, that's your mom. Like that's not something you might be dealing with with that for the rest of your life. It's not like it's intense all the time, right? Grief is very intense at first when your child just moves out or when someone you love just passes away. Of course, it's extremely intense at first. But what we fail to remember is that there's a process that we go through afterwards and maybe for the rest of our lives where where a memory pops up or you see something that reminds you of that person or whatever, and the grief comes. And in those moments, how that how you'll actually move through them faster, not that it's about getting through the emotions fast, but essentially that's what this client was wanting. She didn't want to have this grief happening. What will actually get you through the emotional wave more efficiently is when you just allow it, when you just accept it and you just say, okay, I'm having a moment of grief. And you just hold it and love it like you would a little child. You just hold yourself in that space and give yourself the time to feel it. Because the two ways we block our energy are stuffing our emotions and thinking negative thoughts continuously. Like, 
a train of thought that that you think that's negative, not just one negative thought, because we all have that. That's why mindset work is so important to do daily. More on that to come. But if we don't, going back to the feelings, we're not talking about mindset today. We're talking about feelings. If you don't allow yourself to feel what's coming up and instead you push it away, what they say is correct. What you resist persists. Say it with me. Let's say it three times. What I resist persists. What I resist persists. What I resist persists. Okay? So it keeps coming back. It keeps coming back. It keeps coming back. And in my client's case, it actually, the feeling wasn't coming back. But because she was pushing down the grief and saying, I shouldn't feel this way, her anxiety started to increase. And I I knew right then and there when as she was talking about what was going on in her life, I was like, actually, the anxiety has gotten worse because you're not feeling the grief. Anxiety is always has a message. It always has a message for us. And it's usually saying, pay more attention to yourself. Pay more attention to yourself. Pay more attention to yourself. And what we do is we go, ah, I'm feeling anxiety. I want to run in the opposite direction. Or, ah, I'm feeling grief. I want to run. I don't want to feel this. I don't want to feel this. I don't want to feel this. And or we get really busy. We give ourselves lots of tasks to do. We add on more work. We become the yes person at work. Like, yep, I'll do it all. I'll do it all. I'll do it all. We get busier and busier and busier. We we get home from work and we're cleaning the house and cleaning the house and cleaning the house and never sitting down. And all of that is to avoid feeling what's just below the surface. And this country, I mean, I'm sure I can't remember the the exact um I can't remember the exact amount of people in our country that have anxiety, but I know it's, you know, millions and millions and millions and millions of people. And because of everything we've all just went through, it's even more, right? So anxiety is through the roof. Depression's through the roof. Immune disorders are through the roof. Autoimmune disorders, I should say, are through the roof. And often we're going and we're getting pills and there's nothing wrong with Western medicine. Okay. This is not a knock on Western medicine. I believe 100% that we need it. Okay. But what I am here to say is that we are often going and medicating ourselves first because that's easier than dealing with what's underneath the surface. And anxiety is just a messenger. Depression is just a messenger. I know certain people can have you know, clinical depression or clinical anxiety and that sort of thing. I was diagnosed with anxiety disorder. I probably should be on meds, should have been on meds many times in my life, but I was stubborn and decided I didn't want to go that route. But it's not knocking anybody that does. I just want to simply shed the light, and I know I'm not the first person to say this, that we're often quick to medicate instead of actually feel. And there's so much underneath the surface that we're avoiding. And I can speak from experience because this is what I did. I was the queen of escapism. I still do it now. I'm just really aware of it. And sometimes I'll let myself have a little coping mechanism moment where I, one day I was, I just was feeling in such a crap mood and I couldn't shake it. And I wanted to like go get some work done. And instead I just came home. All I wanted to do was lay on the couch eat a bag of popcorn, and zone out to Netflix. And so that's what I did. And after about an hour of that, 
completely aware that I was emotionally eating and binging on Netflix, I snapped out of it and I was just like, I'm going to share about this on Instagram or on um, TikTok. I made a little video about it and that helped me tremendously because it just helped me own that I was doing that. So nobody's perfect. We're all going to have times where our coping mechanisms get the best of us. We're all going to have times where it's just too much. There's too much going on in our life in one moment to deal with deep feelings. But I encourage you to, to look below the surface of what's going on for you and just see if there's some things you've been telling yourself you shouldn't be feeling. If there's some things you've been pushing down because now's not the right time to feel it. Or if you've been shaming yourself a little bit because all of that is not having compassion for where you actually are. And there is nothing wrong with feeling feelings. There's nothing wrong with being pissed off for something that happened 40 years ago. There's nothing wrong with having grief for something that happened a long time ago. Okay? And any if we if we make it wrong, if we make what we're feeling wrong, if we make ourselves wrong, it's we're being abusive to ourselves and we need to stop because then we're perpetuating the behavior that in some cases got us into the place that we're in not being able to feel, right? So self-compassion looks like honoring whatever comes up for you. It doesn't mean you stay there for days or weeks or hours. It's just like, okay, I see that I'm feeling some grief right now. Can I just sit with this? Can I be with this? Can I hold it and, and allow it to pass without judging it or making it wrong? So I'd love to know how this helped you today. It felt like a really powerful topic that wanted to be shared. And we go into this in greater detail through my emotional empowerment work in my Empowered Women program. And that's going to be opening up in April. So if you are feeling the call to, you know, go deeper with a support, with support, with a system that gives you tools to move through this stuff, then reach out to me at Instagram or Facebook at The Sensitive CEO, or you can email The Sensitive CEO at gmail.com. I'd love to support you on your journey. And until next time, I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. If you would like to connect with me more, you can find my website, my services, and my social media links all in the description of this episode. Remember, you are a beautiful and divine and powerful being, and it's time to own it.